2: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. How are you going? What is new? I feel like the weeks are just passing by and... Is anyone else just so tired? I don't know if it's just like our uni students over here, but I am low-key dying. Anyway, that's completely irrelevant to the fact that I have the most awesome interview with Beck Stewart coming up. It is such a good listen, girls, and Beck actually breaks down these barriers of you thinking that she's this influencer and that she's this perfect individual, which don't get me wrong, she is phenomenal, but she actually reveals her gym anxiety and relationship with fitness and gives legitimate practical advice on how to enter the gym and how to begin your fitness journey and what her journey in health and fitness has been like. I hope you enjoy the pod. As always, feel free to please share, DM me, hit me up. My name is Angel wallace Miles that is it on everything. If you have any episodes that you want me to discuss or topics that you want to hear or people that you want me to have interviews with, let me know. I'm so down and open to doing any of the above. In, you know, no further ado, let's get into this interview. Okay, ladies, we are here with Beck Stewart, who is just incredible. She is killing it all over social media. She has her own habit book, which is called the Habit Tracker book. She is on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. She is a ride-aware athlete. Basically, she's just this incredible fitness lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Beck, how are we going? Doing so well. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Are you excited for the pod? Are you nervous? How are we feeling? I'm so
1: excited. I'm so, so excited to be
2: on this one. Well, I do have to say, Beck literally just had COVID. How are you feeling? How was that whole experience?
1: It was absolutely cooked. honestly it was it was horrible and like yes it was just like a typical flu but I got headaches like I've never got headaches before in my entire life like it was so bad I was so sore and miserable the entire time but I am recovering thank
2: god thank god how long did it last for you
1: so I was positive for 11 days
2: oh my god yeah, so I finished my isolation and I was
1: like, I don't feel comfortable coming out of ISO straight away. So I kept testing and on the 11th day, I could finally get out and go to gym.
2: 11 so, days. Wow, that's actually 11. really long.
1: I know. It was, yeah, it was crazy.
2: Um, well, let's talk about happy things for now. How yes. was Coachella? <laughs> It was incredible. It was the best
1: ever. This was our third time to Coachella, but this one was definitely, I, I think this one was definitely the best. So we've got a friend over there that does makeup artistry for all of the celebrities. So she actually got us invited to a lot of pre and post Coachella parties, which was awesome. So we got the full experience. And just Coachella within itself is just the best ever.
2: Like oh. you just can't beat Coachella. That's <laughs> so cool. You see all these like social media influences go and it's just, it looks Incredible, Like, yeah, I don't know. That there was, there was all that drama around it that I saw online and I was like, oh, I actually think this looks pretty cool. Like, come on now, you get to listen to awesome yes. artists. Yeah, it looked yes. awesome. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's dive straight into this interview. I'm sure the girls want to know who you are and what you're about. Tell me about how you got into fitness and health. Was this something that you started at a young age? Did you find it after high school? How did it come about?
1: Yeah, so... I guess health and fitness has always been a bit of who I am or who I was growing up. Um, I loved my sport, especially in primary school. I don't know what happened in high school. I sort of just thought sport wasn't cool and just stopped. Mm -hmm. But I did everything in primary school, like indoor cricket, touch, dance, gymnastics, everything. I did baseball for a while there. It's so random. Oh, my God. But I did everything. um, So I always loved being sporty and active. And then in high school, I sort of just dropped off the bandwagon. And then I finished high school and sort of got back into my health and fitness and um, I guess started talking to social media about it and then that's sort of how I guess I ended up here. Yeah, <laughs> so.
2: so you mentioned social media, was that always the plan? Like what was your plan before, like in high school we always go, well do I want to be when I grow up, like was it yeah. the plan to be a social media extraordinaire?
1: No, it was an absolute accident and I actually finished high school and then I went straight into university and did primary education. I did three years out of that four-year degree and then decided halfway through my third year that I hated it, Mm -hmm. so I dropped out of that. Um, And then I went straight into an entertainment industry degree, and then I majored in marketing from there. Um, And then I sort of just decided along the way I would start taking my Instagram seriously, like just started posting higher quality imagery and started talking about things that I was really interested in. And then I decided to get some followers here and there. Um, and then I landed my first paid gig with Spotify at at like 9,000 followers or something. And I was like, what? You can earn money from social media. Um, and I sort of just ran with it from there and I guess,
2: yeah, here we are. (laughs) Oh my God. That is so, I love that you just fell into it and it's like become a passion that's now become a paid job. Like that's awesome. That's what you want. Hey, you, you don't, you love going to work. I feel.
1: Definitely, it's mm-hmm. um I feel so blessed to say that this is a job for me. It does not even feel like work. Like I will voluntarily do this on you know the weekends or public holidays. It is just so much fun. Mm-hmm. I love it.
2: <laughs> Have you found anything particularly challenging or has it actually been a super comfortable and welcoming kind of transition into this life?
1: It is a little bit overwhelming. It can be overwhelming at times. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the biggest challenge for me is the constant, like, requirement to show up online. So, Mm -hmm. like, once upon a time, I would go offline or whatever for, like a week or whatever and I would come back and just pretend nothing happened but now as my as my um following continues to grow I almost feel like I can't take that time off because just logistically in terms of engagement you'll find that followers tend to drop off because you know you're not online it's
2: the algorithm Um, hey
1: Yeah, it's the algorithm and it's just, it's really hard and like even, you know, taking this time off with COVID, some days I felt so guilty just sitting there and doing nothing and I felt this pressure to get back to work and it's just like, where do you draw the lines sort of thing, you know, it's a Mm. massive challenge for me and I deal with a lot of toxic productivity as is, so um, the pressure to show up on social media is a massive challenge and something that I'm still dealing with, but yeah, other than that, I love it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, I totally understand what you're saying. Do you have any... I guess if you're still working through it, it might be a bit tricky to give advice, but is there anything that you recommend in terms of time time blocking, boundaries? Is there anything you've done that you would say, "Yeah, do this?
1: So I actually... What I did while I had COVID is I actually deleted my Instagram app altogether. I messaged my two best friends and I said – and they do the social media thing as well. And I said to them, don't message me on Instagram because we do a lot of communication on there through DMs or whatever. But I said, I just deleted the Instagram app. Um, don't message me on there. I'm having a social media detox and I feel this pressure to work and I just – I need to delete it. Yeah. Um, so that was a really – Massive step for me, a massive boundary that I set up for myself, and I'm so proud I did that. Mm. Um, But generally speaking, I utilize my social media limit function on my phone. Most iPhones have that. If you have the newest update, you can actually limit the time on social media apps, Um, It'll actually notify you that you've reached your time limit or time quota for the day and it will tell you to get off. Essentially, you can ignore it and override it. But
2: But there's Um, guilt. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I utilize that as well. So that's been really helpful as well.
2: Yeah, I love that. That's actually such a practical piece of advice. I feel like sometimes people give fluff and that's actually a really, really good logistical yeah. piece of advice. I actually love that. Um, in terms of social media, I'm not sure what your stance is on this. When I follow you, I actually love your content. I think that you give such a good piece of mindset and you present a lifestyle that's realistic, but also, you know, aesthetically very pleasing. Your feed is beautiful and everything like that. Um, Thank you. What would you say to girls who sometimes see social media as a bit of, you know, there's a bit of insecurity or comparison? Do you have an opinion on that, on how to kind of deal with that have you dealt with anything like that yourself
1: yeah totally um again it's uh, my number one piece of advice and this is so hard to do again it's something that I have only just recently overcome as well but if you were if, if you're scrolling on Instagram and you're coming across people that make you feel like shit that make you question who you are or what you look like or what you do or how happy or how successful you are unfollow them even if there's someone you think that you have a connection with or an online friendship with you can mute people you can you know mute their stories or mute their posts so you literally don't see their stuff pop up on your feed you're still following them if you feel like that may be you know a boundary if you unfollow them it's like you know how weird is social media now like if you unfollow someone it's like you're
2: defriending someone you know oh my (laughs) god don't get me started I had this (laughs) issue I did it because I went I did the exact same thing I said this person makes me feel toxic so I'm going to unfollow them and I got a message from them and I was like girl come on now like I I don't mind you it's just I have my own things that I'm dealing with and when I see your content it triggers that
1: yeah I had the exact same thing happen to me with a friend
2: Mm.
1: well not really a friend but someone I know through Mm -hmm. the online space and she just made me feel like shit I was sick of seeing it she made me feel you know less than, so I unfollowed her, and within, like, an hour, I got a message saying, hey, babe, like, what happened? Like, you unfollowed me, and I'm like, dude, you just make me feel like shit, and I don't want to scroll past your content anymore, that's okay. That is self-respect. If you can identify that there's an issue with, you know, following someone that makes you feel like shit, you are respecting yourself by setting up that boundary, and unfollowing them. But, again, as I said, if unfollowing is a little bit too much, which I get it, It can be for some people. Just you can mute them. You can mute their stories and you can mute their posts and they will never show up in your feed ever again. And
2: they'll never know. They'll never, ever know. No, I actually preach that. That's so true. Oh, I love just cutting things out or cutting people out that just don't serve you. Um, And it feels really good as well once you do it. You're like, yes, you're gone. I don't even see you anymore. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So here at that Gym Girl Pod, um, my goal basically with starting the podcast was trying to get women moving, loving their bodies, loving food, loving fitness, just kind of having this positive relationship with our bodies. Um, In general, what is your approach to fitness and health? Do you lift? Do you do cardio? What's your kind of way of moving?
1: Yeah, so at the moment, I am loving my weight training. Um, I used to be the biggest cardio bunny. I used to do (laughs) F 45 for three years. I did, like, sometimes... Two sessions a day, like I was obsessed. Yeah, I was obsessed with that high intensity training. And I think I just got to a point where I was like, I'm not seeing any benefit. Like, my body isn't changing. I'm getting sick because I'm so run down all the time. I'm tired. It's just not working for me. And for a really long time, I had this perception that if girls lift weights, they get bulky and they get big shoulders and they look like men. Yeah. ridiculous mindset and then um one day I just decided to bite the bullet and get a um a coach a training and nutrition coach and I have not looked back like I've been I've been weight training like solely for about three years now and I just love it I love how it makes me feel and I've been seeing you know the physical progress so much quicker than I did with you know HIIT or cardio I just yeah it makes me feel really strong Mm. so yeah,
2: I'm loving it. I love that. I, I'm a big weight trainer myself. Um, yeah. and I just love how it makes me feel. I feel like a badass when I lift. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm me like, do. Mm.
2: I mean, I'm like, I'm not, I can't even do a pull up, but still, if I'm there <laughs> deadlifting, I'm like, okay, she's so strong. <laughs> Watch I me not be that. able to even carry my groceries to this. Place. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in saying that, so you said that you went from F45 into the gym. Did you have any trouble starting in the gym? Because I actually have a lot of girls message me and they just say, I don't know where to start or they have anxiety about the gym. Did you experience anything like that?
1: Yeah, definitely. And to be honest, I still kind of do. So, um, I actually started to go to the gym with my partner, so um, Zach, my husband, he would come with me and we train together, but a lot of the time, especially because I do um, work for myself part-time, I have the flexibility to go to the gym throughout the day when he actually works, so I would go into the female only um, like gym section and work out there. Um, I've just transitioned to a new gym that hasn't got a female only section, mm. so what I've been doing is I have found that wearing my AirPods, like listening to music, going into the gym—I don't know what it is. Don't don't ask me why, but listening to like music, like in the gym totally blocks out everything else i don't know what it is and i have found that if i forget my airpods i have the worst session because i'm so anxious and i think everyone's looking at me Mm -hmm. and then when i have my airpods it's a perfect session i'm in the zone i'm in the music it's just like so much better so i don't have a lot of advice on this because i'm still working through it myself but i would recommend you give listening to music like really loud yeah if you don't already
2: you just, you just enter a world, don't you? That,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I think because like you can't hear anything, you can't hear yourself, you can't, you just, it's all blocked out. Yeah. And I feel it's really helped me.
2: I relate so much. I don't actually have a husband, but I went with my dad. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he, gyms actually near me. And about three years ago, he was like, Angel, like come to the gym with me. I was like, oh, I mean, no. And then he said, no, come on, you really enjoy it. And I honestly haven't looked back. I thank, thank very thankful to him. Men just have it um, down pat. They know how to go into the gym and not care.
1: Yeah, and I think also one of the main reasons I was getting so anxious about going by myself and, like, in the main section was because I was so nervous I wouldn't know how to use the equipment or, like, you know, change the seats or whatever to suit my body or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it was really good that Zach came with me um, to show me, you know, this is how you make it taller or shorter and this is how you change the weights over. And so I got that confidence on how to do everything. Um, and then I could just go do it myself,
2: you know? Yeah, I completely agree. I also see you do this. I don't know if it's just because you want to look nice or whatever, but wearing a matching set that is cute. Oh my God. I think I saw your pink one the other day. I don't know if that's the right one, but yeah. Yeah.
1: It's um it's definitely a confidence booster, that's for sure. You just feel so much more put together. Mm. If you have good active wear and it's matching, you're gonna have a good session. It's just a
2: given. Absolutely. I completely <laughs> agree. Okay. In the mind of like fitness and health, I wanted to talk to you about your habit tracker book. Is that yeah. what do we is that what it's called? The oh. Yes,
1: the habit tracker. It's, yeah. um, that was another complete accident. But like the best thing that happened to me, it's just my little baby. It is, I live and breathe the whole concept. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed with it.
2: <laughs> and what has been one, let's choose one habit and how you kind of, I don't want to spill everything that's in your book because I want people to go buy it, obviously. Um, but what's one habit and how did you, what are some tips and tricks? Maybe just one tip that you can give from the book.
1: Yeah, so one of my biggest, like, life-changing habits, and it's honestly so simple, and I'm low-key embarrassed to tell people this, <laughs> but make your bed oh. every morning. Just make it. I promise you, your life is going to feel so much more together. Like, you'll walk into your room or walk out of your bedroom. Your bedroom's already, like, set for the day. You've got a clean space. You've got a clean mind. And I read somewhere that if you start your day with, like, positive momentum like do one task that you don't really want to do but you do it anyway everything else follows throughout the day does Mm,
2: that make sense that makes sense No, I think I heard a similar thing I think it was I don't know if it was a navy seal or something but he said the first thing he does is make his bed because that's already one thing done on his to-do list and he feels accomplished
1: totally that's it and like you feel accomplished and then you want to go to the next task and finish that and there's more accomplishment and it's like motivation after motivation I think they call it like motivated by momentum or something like that yeah and it's just like once you do something it just rolls on for the rest of the day Uh, if you are listening and you don't make your bed I challenge you to try this like just do it for like the next five days make your bed first thing wake up make your bed and please message me and Mm. tell me your productivity (laughs) has increased because I'm telling you now it will
2: yeah absolutely I, I, I support that make your damn bed and message Beck that will keep you accountable Please. yes <laughs> I love that that's actually so true it makes you just feel less messy in your head I don't know if that does yes. that make sense yeah
1: no it's it that is like that. I think that there is like um, neuroscience behind it where it's like you feel accomplishment you've got a clean space therefore you've got a clear mind and you're ready for the day and that's mm. why everyone tells you to do it in the morning because
2: yeah momentum from there Mm, I love that that's so true um (laughs) another little question that's kind of related to this whole topic I have a lot of girls who are starting out on their fitness journey Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to someone who just kind of goes I don't even know where to start did you think classes is the best place that helped you to start
1: yeah, classes are really good. I, I mean, I started my um, fitness journey, I guess, going to F forty five. They were really good classes, really good energy. Um, I got exposed to like, um, I guess, proper form through the coaches, which then sort of laid a foundation to um, for my foundation in the gym. Yeah. Um, but not only that, I really feel like I progressed them. I progressed. The most when I invested in a coach. Mm. Um, so I got a training and nutrition coach, and she's been amazing. Like, she has been incredible. And I really, I really noticed that's where I started to take off really on my health and fitness journey and really getting that professional help and a, an understanding of not just calorie counting, but like the importance of fuel for your body and the importance of really good form and progressive overload and all those things that you hear like just sound so wishy washy out online. <laughs> Yeah. don't know what they mean do you know what I mean and then yeah. I got someone who could really break that down for me um and that was the biggest help for me personally
2: mm. and what about you talk about nutrition there what is yeah. your relationship with food do you have I guess an open relationship with food and it's kind of like you eat 80 20 do you know that saying we you- totally yeah
1: yes yeah so um I have a really good relationship with food I feel like I feel like I always really have um at the moment, I am counting my macros just because um, I did find before I got a coach, I was eating like next to no protein. And again, that's why I count my I count my macros. I don't really focus on calories, but I do really focus on getting that protein every day so I'm able to build muscle and sustain muscle. Um, yeah, I feel like counting calories and counting macros has got a big stigma around it, oh, um, yeah. and I understand, I totally understand why for some people who have a bad relationship with food, mm. but for for someone like me who doesn't necessarily have a bad relationship with food, but didn't understand the energy going into my body all their lack of actually I wasn't getting enough food I wasn't eating enough protein I was eating shitty food and you know not enough nutritious foods Mm. and so getting that guidance and getting that help there totally opened my eyes to the fact I wasn't I wasn't you know treating my body correctly with food I was under eating by accident and yeah, getting a, getting a nutrition coach has honestly been one of the best things for me. So, um, yeah, getting a training and nutrition coach in general would be possibly one of my biggest pieces of advice if you're just getting
2: started. I Get agree. It's such an investment, you know? Like, you want to invest yeah. in your health. I know some people say, really? oh, I can't afford i Z. I'm like, just... You know, fuck the Netflix subscription or, you know, yeah. screw the dinner out with your friends. Invest in yeah. your health. It's the same cost. Like, literally. It's so important. And I know you're talking about macros. I track macros and cows as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just learned how I can eat carbohydrates. Like, yeah. Oh my God. I'm allowed a bowl or two of pasta a day. Like, and yeah. it's totally fine.
1: Yeah. It is yeah. It was honestly such an eye opener for me, and I feel like if you can identify that you don't have a poor relationship with food, and you are struggling, you know, identifying what's going in your body or whatever, um, yeah, hire a coach that can help you break that break that down. Otherwise, there's heaps of free like resources online, even um, like on social media, like a lot of um, nutritionists and um, dietitians and things like that that offer free value online. Yeah. Um, yeah, just invest that time. If you can't invest that money into hiring someone, invest your time into learning
0: about it in your own time.
2: Oh, honestly, YouTube is my yeah. safe haven. Like I learn everything from there. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> so, so helpful. Well, this is our last question. I just want to know your takeaway mindset or message for girls who you know are just feeling a little bit off at the moment i feel like in life everybody at them this is just a current thing we've had all this covid we've had just all this just bullshit you know life has just been so term like full of turmoil what's your what's your quote that you're living by at the moment or your mindset or yeah do you have anything you can offer in terms of that i'm just trying to think that's a really good question yeah or something like you know i don't know Is there something you've been doing that's been helping, like morning walks or podcasts?
1: Something my mum would always tell me, and it has always resonated with me, is take your time and it will all be okay. Mm. And that's something that I've really just been forced to implement as of late especially. Um, Just take your time with everything. Be patient with yourself. Everything is going to work out. It has to. It will in the end. And I know if you're going through a hard time, trust me, I've been there. Um, I know it can seem like it's going on forever, but everything is going to be okay. Just take your time. Take it easy. Be patient with yourself. It'll be so fine so soon. I,
2: I love that. Oh, my God. Two two things I want to say about that. Time is the biggest healer. So with whatever uh-huh. you're going through, time is the biggest healer. Um, uh-huh. And also, number two, I feel like we see on social media, all these people who are like, I don't know, 19 and they've got mansions in LA and I'm like, it's not, it's not real. They're the 1%. You're doing great. You're doing so good with where you're at.
1: Yeah, totally. It's so true. And I feel like that's probably one of the biggest downsides of social media is that a lot of it isn't even real. Like what Mm. you see is it's only half of the story. You know what I mean? So Mm. Quit the comparison. Everything is going to be just fine when it's time to be, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I completely preach that. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Because I want them to find you.
1: Yeah, um, it's just underscore backstuart
2: on Instagram and on TikTok. She will be plugged in all of the descriptions (laughs) on every social media that I can find everyone at. Um, Thank you so much for being on the pod. I actually appreciate it so much.
1: You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun.
2: How good was that interview with Beck Stewart? She is just so fucking awesome. Anyways, I may as well do my recap and my fave thing of the week. Recap, it's going into exam block, so (laughs) no need to even comment on that. Fave thing of the week, I am I'm loving this new pre-workout. It's not a new pre-workout. It's just this flavor is new. It is the Disorder pre-workout and it's the red flavor. It is so fucking good. It tastes like flavored water. In the past, pre-workouts have made me actually gag a little bit. This stuff tastes really yummy. So if you can get your hands on it, would totally recommend. As always, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. Feel free to tell your best friend about the pod, you know, get the word out, whatevs. And... Do something for you this week because you know as always you deserve it all right bye planning for your next trip
1: elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that
2: use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.